Welcome, everybody. It's time once again to grab a board, catch a wave, and see if you can see that sales pipeline curling up over the horizon. With the greatest prognosticator I know, the only man that picked Chicago, Loyola, this little tiny school to be in the Final Four in the NCAA tournament, Matt Hines. I did. It's, it's <laughs> the truth. I, uh, I had Chicago, Loyola going all the way uh, from the beginning. I had no doubt. No doubt. Me and, sis, me and Sister Jean. That's we, right. That was it. True believers. <laughs> yeah, we got to be a little careful. We had a, a couple weeks ago, we had um, – Actually, two weeks ago, we had someone from Arizona. Last week, we had someone from the University of Virginia. Yeah. This week, we've got a Michigan State alum on, on the phone with us today. So Very unhappy really people here. We talk about March Madness <laughs> this time of year, especially when we have guests from perennially you know, contending college basketball schools. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I, it's, um, it's always fun. We are coming up on... What is usually my favorite? I mean, we talk a lot about you know football and sports. My favorite sports week of the of the year is, is coming up here, where you have three things that combine together in one week. You've got like the first week of uh, baseball. So I mean, today as we record this, today is opening day. That's right uh, for baseball. So next week is sort of the first full week of baseball. You've got uh, March Madness, which you know starts Saturday, ends on on Monday night, and then you've got maybe the greatest sporting event uh, in the history of America. National curl National Curling Week. No, it, it might be that too. I'm, I'm thinking about the Masters. Oh. I'll tell you what, the Masters. I don't know if you if you're not a fan of golf, it doesn't matter. Like they could, they could not play. They could just keep all the fans and all the players off the course. Just show me a couple hours of Augusta National Golf Course. It wow. is one of the most beautiful scenes in sports. I don't it's think amazing. I've ever watched it in my whole life. Oh my gosh, it's. It's just, I mean, I don't know what, how much time and effort they put into manicuring that thing, but there isn't, there isn't a pine straw or a blade of grass in the <laughs> wrong place over there. It's amazing. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about Sales Pipeline. Thanks so much, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. We are here every week live at 1130 Eastern, 230 Pacific. Uh, thank you for those of us joining us live. I know we have more people every week joining us live and especially today joining us because of our guests today uh, from Microsoft. So thanks very much for joining us. If you are joining us through the podcast, thank you so much for subscribing. We appreciate each and every one of you. You can find us at, and make sure you don't miss a single episode. You can find us on the iTunes Store and Google Play. And every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio, past, present, and future, is available at salespipelineradio.com. We feature every week some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. Today is no different. We are featuring Christine Zamuda. She is the Senior Director of Sales at Microsoft. As mentioned, she is a proud Michigan State alum. She is the executive sponsor of the LinkedIn Microsoft Dynamics Relationship. And today we're going to talk a little more about Microsoft Relationship Sales, what that means, and why it's so important for sales organizations moving forward. But first and foremost, Christine, thank you so much for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. Thanks, Matt. It's so great to be here. Are, are we allowed to talk about Michigan State basketball? Is that a, is that a totally taboo topic at this point? Has it, I mean, or has enough time passed that it's a little less raw than it might have been a week ago? It, it's really raw. It's really raw. I mean, the, the loss to Syracuse, very painful. And then on top of that, losing earlier to Michigan, equally painful. Uh, I've, I'm proud of Michigan State alum, and my daughter is actually there right now attending school. So the fi whole family is feeling the pain. Nice. Okay. So we're going to avoid that topic. I may want, if we have time, I want to get around to talk a little bit about, I know you were involved in athletics when you were at Michigan State and you're involved in a, in a nonprofit. That sounds really interesting as well. So I want to get around to that a little later, but want to first talk a little bit about what Microsoft's doing in the B2B space and in sales. And I think, you know, in a, in a, in a world where, you know, for those of listening to this program, we talk a lot about, you know, Salesforce, we talk about Marketo, we talk about Oracle, 
And I think Microsoft has been, you know, traditionally kind of missing from those conversations, but that seems to be changing. I think, you know, one of the things that really sort of, you know, caught people's eye is Microsoft buying LinkedIn. And then now having seen what Microsoft is doing with LinkedIn, especially between LinkedIn and, and Dynamics to create this relationship sales focus is really interesting. Talk a little bit about how that has evolved and what that means for B2B sellers today. Sure, sure. Happy to give you some color on that. So when you think about all the places we could play, and there there are a lot of uh, possibilities for this union, but um, tackling the seller dilemma was a natural first place of intersection. So if you think about it, Matt, with an installed base of 1.2 billion users of Office, 530 million LinkedIn members, you know, Microsoft's in a really unique position to better the work life of sales professionals everywhere. So we embarked upon the journey, July launched the solution, Microsoft Relationship Sales, and, and essentially what this enables sellers to do is benefit from the power of LinkedIn Sales Navigator where sellers everywhere are using it daily to do research, to stay connected, to uh, line of business decision makers with the experience of dynamic CRM. And we know that sellers are living in three places. They live in CRM, they live in office, and they lived in, in LinkedIn. So we also wanted to put natural intersections or I should say integrations to the office suite. So as sellers are working contextually, they could uh, tap into some of the LinkedIn information. You know, as an example, we just recently launched um, the ability for LinkedIn profiles to be surfaced in the Outlook client. And, you know, just little touches like that make a huge difference for sellers everywhere. Um, what we're trying to do to net it out with relationship sales is help sellers build relationships with the right people uh, as they're starting to engage, make sure that they have access to the right insights, the right recommendations that could help build longer term trust and credibility. And then, you know, lastly, it's all about engaging at scale, using the technology, in an integrated way to make predictions on where sellers should invest and then ultimately deliver on the promise of turning relationships into revenue. So it is not, I think it is not incorrect to describe CRM systems historically as uh, systems of oppression. And I think that, you know, no matter what system you're using, um, you know, I think when we, we did some research last year and asked sales reps to tell us what are the things they do throughout their day, throughout their week that, 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 that cause them the most distractions from actively selling. And by far, number one was time in CRM. I mean, it is seen as an activity uh, that is a distraction from sales as opposed to a an accelerator of sales. And I, I think that, you know, Microsoft seems to be in a pretty unique position from a workflow standpoint alone, right, to be able to Think about the way that sales reps work. You know, you're using email, you're using CRM, you're using a networking tool, um, you're, you're creating presentations and communications back to your prospect. I mean, to be able to have real integration and to improve the productivity and efficiency of sales seems like a really, really interesting opportunity. You know, curious, you know, now that it's been about a year since the LinkedIn acquisition, you know, how, how, what, what's the roadmap for, for, for those products to work together and what should we be expecting, um, you know, to see for Microsoft from a relationship sales standpoint? Well, well, I think we want to sort of flip the notion of CRM 
being a system of oppression to a, a system of engagement. We've already started doing that. And I often think about the, the CRM, or I should say the frontline seller using a CRM system as, as someone who has been constantly in a bad relationship. And, and the reason I, I say that is a lot of these systems have been designed for management. They've been designed for sellers to input their data, share all their contacts, and be able to roll up information to the, the top line business. But there's been very little in this system to actually help sellers do their jobs better. So what we have done is applied machine learning to a lot of the interactions that are happening in the system. So if you're an individual seller, um, you're getting real-time engagement from some of the customer interactions, whether that's uh, emails, whether that's um, calendar invites, whether that's point drive interactions. Um, and if you're selling in a team environment, it's even more powerful because, uh, again, the system is, is calling all of the interactions and then making predictions on where sellers should spend their time. Because as you may have guessed, uh, sellers in the past, not using a modernized system, they're chronicling and, and logging things in CRM that have already happened. But if we could change the dynamic and actually tap into what may be happening in the future, what opportunities are have high engagement, um, or even better yet, you know, what's happening now in real time? That proposal you sent, it was just opened, and now it's being shared across the the organization. There, there are new uh, decision makers who have been identified through that action that you might want to put in your um, in your relationship strategy in terms of the acquisition. So there's there's a lot that's happening that's, I think, super exciting. It almost gives um, sellers almost this superpower of acuity, right? Foresight and vision and being able to tap into all the information to help them make better decisions. Yeah, I, I think it's a really, really exciting future, you know, for sales reps, but also, I mean, the, what you're talking about, you know, you're absolutely right that, you know, CRMs have traditionally been a management tool, not a sales rep tool, to the point where, you know, there's been an entire industry of sales enablement tools that have been created to provide an overlay on the CRM to make them actually usable by sales reps. And I think for the ability to sort of answer the core question for sales reps of what should I do next, right? I mean, it's not enough to say, well, here's 100 calls you should make or here's 100 prospects you should follow up with. Which of them should you follow up with? Which of them do you te do appear to be most interested? Which of them do you maybe have the tightest relationships with based on the rest of your network where you can actually get the most progress with that possible prospect possible moving forward? Uh, I, I think that the opportunities there are significant and it's exciting. I mean, look, look I mean, we're, you know, Microsoft's just right down the road from us. You know, we're based in Redmond. Uh, you know, we're just right down the road from Microsoft main headquarters and having seen sort of the legacy of Microsoft Dynamics and where it's come and where it's going. Um, you know, I, uh, I, maybe I'm a homer because we live here and I used to work at Microsoft, but I'm pretty excited about it. We got to take a quick break. We're going to come back with more. We've got Christine Zamuda. She is the senior director of sales for Microsoft relationship sales. We're going to be asking her what good, what uh, good relationship sales has in common with that, with music apps like Shazam. I wonder, Paul, we're going to figure that one out. We're going to, we're going to talk to, we're talk to Christina as well, since she is not only talking about evangelizing Microsoft, but she is a seller herself. Talk a little bit about what's happening in difference. Differences in the sales and buying process based on new technology and new solutions. Going to pay a couple bills. We'll be right back on Sales Pipeline Radio. 
In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right, back to Matt and his question he posed right before the break. Well, we're going to get to that. I want to talk about what uh, CRM may have to do with uh, music apps like Shazam and maybe what Microsoft's doing around that. And we got our guest today, Christine Zamuda. She's the Senior Director for Emerging Solutions at Microsoft Dynamics. If you like what you're hearing today on Sales Pipeline Radio, I encourage you to check us out each week. Next few weeks, we've got a lot of great guests that cover both sales and marketing. We're going to go a little back and forth, Paul, over the next few weeks for people that are maybe more on the sales side, more on the marketing side. Next week, we're going to stay on the sales side and focus on with Jim Ninavaji. He is a former senior analyst at Serious Decisions. He is now the sales readiness officer for BrainShark. We're going to be talking more about sales enablement, sales readiness, and what we can do to make our sales teams more efficient. Uh, later on in April, we've got Raviv Turner. He is the founder and CEO of Caliber Mind. We're going to be talking about the difference between data management, data maintenance, and data intelligence and how you can use a lot of the data you already have to make smarter decisions and to put the right information in front of the right prospect at the right time to move the conversation forward. But I want to spend a little more time here with Christine. And before we, you know, we always run out of time too quickly. And I do want to, you know, whenever I get some bio, your, your PR team sent me your bio. And my, my first instinct with bios is always look at the bottom because the bottom of the bio usually has interesting information about personal interest, family, uh, things that are sort of, you know, personally interesting to you. And I noticed uh, you know the, uh, you, the the board use the, the board role you have with the Ted Rulo Foundation. Talk a little bit about what that foundation does and why that's so important to you. Oh sure, sure. So um, Ted Rulo Foundation is actually a very personal uh, tribute to my father who who passed away, but was always a champion of young aspiring athletes who may. Uh, needed uh, fa uh, father figures or needed mentoring and, and just needed a hand up. So uh, since my father's passing, we uh, do scholarships and have awarded five scholarships to date and, and then do this uh, every year in his memory. I love that. Thank, thank you for being willing to share that. And that's such a, such a great uh, personal endeavor. And I know you were a student athlete at uh, Michigan State as well. And that's that's a very, very cool story. Uh, all right. So we, we, Paul, Paul is like bouncing in his chair. He wants to know the answer to this question. So, it, you know, a solution like Microsoft Relationship Sales, you know, what does it have in common with an app like Shazam? What do those things have in common? Sure. Well, well sometimes I think conceptually it, it's fun to share analogies to draw similarities. And, and this is always something that you try and do at cocktail parties when people ask you, well, what do you do and what are you working <laughs> on? But, um, you know, I, I, I think about the popular music musical application, uh, Shazam, and it's one of my favorites. I've used it for years and years. I'm a huge music fan. 
And I'm still amazed at the fact that, you know, you can play a short song clip and the match rate is always incredible that uh, Shazam comes back to you with the songs, the lyrics, the artist. And what Shazam also did, what a lot of people didn't know about, but they were also predicting who would be the next big music sensation based on engagement. So uh, they predicted one of my favorites, Vance Joy. They've predicted uh, Sam Smith and a, and a whole host of others. And when I think about what we're doing with uh, relationship sales, there are some parallels. It's a lot like the magic of Shazam because we're taking in all of this information in the sales airwaves, whether it's uh, email responses, calendars, point drive interactions, sales navigator in-mails, you know, all of this stuff, and then making predictions that are measured on engagement or non-engagement. So my hope, is, and as you know, these things stand the test of, the, of time, but um, Shazam is a place where people go where they can't get the answers anywhere else. And our goal is to make Microsoft Relationship Sales a destination place where sellers really get true value and insights that they can't get anywhere else. So I want to I want to make sure people understand the difference between so you know predictive analytics and perfect analytics. Like when we talked about doing predictive work, sometimes I think we make the assumption that predictive is going to get us 100% accurate. I think Shazam's a good example of that where you know sometimes Shazam is wrong. Sometimes Shazam, you know, will guess incorrectly or not be able to pick something up. But, you know, using a Shazam is a hell of a lot more efficient than just guessing, right? Um, and I think yes. with predictive analytics, like, you know, we're not always looking for 100% perfect answers. But, like, if I think about this in a sales environment, my ability to have a better conversation, a more likely relevant conversation with a prospect at the right time is way better than just running through a list without any level of focus, without any segmentation, without any customization at all. So, I mean, talk about that relative to sort of helping sales reps be more efficient. I mean, you're you're running a sales organization. You're in the field doing, you know, closing deals and carrying a bag as well. You know, how does that apply? How do I need, how should sales reps be thinking about predictive analytics relative to the incremental gains in productivity it represents for them? Right. So, I mean, we, you're spot on. We're never going to eliminate the human interaction needed to deduce and, and close a sale and decide where to invest your time. But you can certainly see through trends and actually, you know, from a sales manager point of view, you can see replicated best, replicatable best practices using the data. So it might get you closer. You might be able to get better scale across a high propensity target or sales tactic because you've seen it work in other places and now you have the data that you can apply and the strategies behind it. Um, but I, I think what it does is it reduces your errors and it makes you ask questions earlier in the process to, uh, to you know, help increase the opportunities to win. Yeah, I would agree. I think, I think too often, both in sales and marketing, you know, we're looking for some silver bullet that's going to magically improve everything. And I think, you know, very rarely, if ever, does that exist. But I think, you know, it, it, we're looking for, in my mind, we're looking for marginal, we're looking for marginal incremental uh, and but significant improvements in our effectiveness and our ability to do that, not in random acts or at random points, but do that in a predictable, scalable way. And I think that's where the power of systems come into place when you've got 
a CRM tied to your network, tied to the tools you're using to communicate with your prospects. Um, you've got a lot. You've got a lot of uh, a lot of advantages there. Finishing up here with Christine Zamuda. She's the senior director of emerging solutions with Dyna Microsoft Dynamics, uh, a sponsor of the Dynamics relationship with LinkedIn and how those are integrated together. We've got some pretty exciting stuff coming up from Microsoft. Definitely looking forward to seeing how that evolves uh, over time. You know, one last question I want to ask you before we have to wrap up here. We always ask our guests if you know your career has spanned you know time a lot of time at Microsoft. You've been at Mobile Oil. You were at Yammer after that. You know what? As, as you think about your career and what you have learned, who are some of the people that have been most influential for you? They can be managers, they can be authors, they can be dead or alive, you know, but people that, you know, maybe others who are listening here, you know, should be looking at and reading and paying attention to as well um, that have been inspirations for you and could be inspirations for others as well. Yeah, I guess I have, I have two quick influencers to, to surface. I would suggest... Um, Internally, our VP of Commercial Growth, Chris Weber, uh, gave our team some great feedback and, uh, and, and quite a challenge. And essentially, for sellers everywhere, if you can capture what your solution does in seven words or less, you're doing a pretty good job of, of branding what the, the benefits are. So that's a good challenge for anyone. And, and that's actually how we came up with turning relationships to revenue. And then from an external point of view, I think a great influencer is Seth Godin. I enjoy a lot of his uh, books and, you know, one of his quotes I like that I think is really relevant right now is, uh, be genuine, be remarkable, and be worth connecting to. So as we think about, you know, using these solutions to build bridges and, and help sellers sell, uh, I think those are, are some good good parting inspirational words. That sounds great. Now, and as much as I promised that was going to be the last question, I do want to ask one last question. I know we were talking before the before we started the show today uh, about Microsoft's perspective on CRM, and I want you to give a quick pitch for you know the the book you guys have published, Empowering the Modern Seller. Talk a little bit about what people can find for that, and we'll put the link uh, to download that into our show notes and into the podcast as well. Sure, sure, sure. So um, the link, a quick and easy link, is aka.ms forward slash pipeline radio. So we tried to wrap your your brand in there too as well. Um, but essentially, you know, this talks a lot about some of the research that we've learned from the, the changes in the buying and selling process, um, really helping sellers tune in to uh, the journey map of, of sellers and, and what technology's role and, and how that is changing um, together with, uh, with some of the trends. So it's, it's a nice quick read. I think you'll find it informative and uh, hope folks will, will take, a, take a look and take, uh, take some of the data with them. That sounds great. Well, the, the, the title, again, is Empowering the Modern Seller. You can find it at www.aka.ms slash Pipeline Radio, a special little uh, offer, uh, for, uh, complimentary offer for our radio listeners. Well, we are out of time. Unfortunately, I want to thank our guest again, Christine Zamuda from Microsoft and Microsoft Dynamics for sharing some of what Microsoft's up to, what's coming up. Uh, love the stories, love the focus on efficiency and productivity across multiple applications. Some really good stuff coming up there. Uh, if you liked this episode, want to hear more of it or share it with your colleagues who may be interested in what Microsoft's doing in B2B sales, you can catch it up online. We'll have a replay of this available on demand at salespipelineradio.com. We will have a summary of highlights from this conversation in about a week up on HeinzMarketing.com. And make sure you join us over the next couple of weeks. we got some great upcoming guests in the sales and marketing space. For my great producer, Paul, my name is Matt Hines. Thank you so much for joining us.
joining us on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been flying along as we ride the sales pipeline. Brought to you by the good folks at Mannheim's Marketing on the Funnel Radio Channel. 